Hello folks, welcome again to the Preacher's Devo Podcast. I am your host, Dan Messina. The Preacher's Devo Podcast is designed for those seeking some devotional thought on certain biblical truths and doctrines of the faith. Throughout the podcast, I offer an analysis of the content found in the Heidelberg Catechism. I have picked the Heidelberg Catechism because of its easy-to-follow structure of 52 what are called Lord's Days. In the previous few episodes, we have been in the second part of the Heidelberg Catechism. In our last podcast, we entered into Trinitarian territory. In other words, we've been talking about the triune nature of God. God, as the Bible reveals Him, is a triune God. He is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He is one being, yet He is revealed in three persons. This is our ninth episode, and we're in Lord's Day number nine. The topic of today's podcast is God the Father. God the Father is the first member of the Trinity. What is important to know is that the word Trinity is not found in the Bible. It is simply a term that is used to refer to the nature of God. It refers to our understanding of His personhood. The word Trinity comes from the Latin Trinitas, which means threefold. When it comes to the nature of God, it means that God is one, But yet, He is three co-eternal, consubstantial persons. He is God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He is one God, and yet three divine persons. The theological term used for this is the word hypostasis. And here, if you are familiar with historical theology, you may recall the term hypostatic union. Athanasius of Alexandria is known as the famous defender of the Nicene theology in the hypostatic union. The hypostatic union is spelled out in what is called the Athanasian Creed. Let me read you a section from it. It says, And the Catholic faith is this, Catholic meaning universal faith, what we all believe, that we worship one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity, neither confounding the persons nor dividing the essence. For there is one person of the Father, another of the Son, and another of the Holy Ghost. But the Godhead of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost is all one, the glory equal, the majesty co-eternal. Such as the Father is, such is the Son, and such is the Holy Ghost, the Father uncreated, the Son uncreated, the Holy Ghost uncreated, the Father unlimited, the Son unlimited, the Holy Ghost unlimited, the Father eternal, the Son eternal, the Holy Ghost eternal. By now it is clear to us what Athanasius was meaning that God the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost are one, and they are of the same essence. Well, we know this is not a simple thing to grasp, and throughout history, mankind has tried to understand the personhood of God. It is certainly difficult, but yet it is also simple. What we cannot allow are the different variations of the doctrine of the Trinity and its different heretical views. Let me provide you with a few examples. For instance, Orthodox Christianity, that is, Mainline Christianity does not believe in the doctrine of monarchianism. Monarchianism is that there are no plurality of persons within the Godhead. We also do not believe in modalistic monarchianism. In other words, that there's one deity revealed in three modes. And we also do not believe in Unitarianism, that there's one deity in one person. This view aligns more closely with the Islamic view of God. There is certainly more than we can unpack about the doctrine of the Trinity, but I would like to go back to our focus for Lord's Day number 9, which is on God the Father. Lord's Day actually only contains one question. And the question is, What do you believe when you say, I believe in God the Father, Almighty, Maker of Heaven, 
and earth. This, of course, is the recall of the Apostles' Creed. It is the first sentence of the Apostles' Creed. The answer given is as follows, that the Eternal Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who of nothing made heaven and earth with all that is in them, who likewise upholds and governs them by his eternal counsel and providence, is for the sake of Christ his Son, my God and my Father, in whom I so trust as to have no doubt that he will provide me with all things necessary for body and soul. And further, that whatever evil he sends upon me in this valley of tears, he will turn to my good, for he is able to do it, being Almighty God and willing also, being a faithful Father. Wow, there is a lot to unpack there, folks. Notice that the answer begins with God as a maker of heaven and earth. It says that God, God the Father, that is, created heaven and earth out of nothing. The Latin term for that is ex nihilo. And not only that, but he also governs the earth and upholds everything by his eternal counsel and his providence. Here, the Heidelberg Catechism offers us a couple of verses. Genesis 1.31, which says, Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening, so the morning were the sixth day. And then we have Psalm 33, verse 6, which says, By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Here it would be important to remember that God the Son also participated in creation. Paul says in Colossians 1.16, For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions, or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. That one person that he's referring to there is the second person of the Trinity, Jesus Christ. And again, Hebrews 11:3. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. God is not created. He is a creator. Acts chapter 17, verses 24 to 25 say this. God, who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with men's hands, as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. God is separate from creation. The idea that God is one with creation is called pantheism, which is not orthodox belief. God certainly is mysterious. That is why Paul says in Romans 11, 33-36, Oh, the depths of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are His judgments! How inscrutable His ways! For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been His counselor? Or who has given a gift to Him that He might be repaid? For from Him and through Him and to Him are all things. To Him be glory forever. Amen. The answer given in the Heidelberg Catechism speaks of God's providence. It says that he will provide me with all things necessary for body and soul. And that is certainly true of God, who provides for his children. We are his children. John 1.12 says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. This gives us assurance that God will take care of our needs, just like any good father would. Listen to what Psalm 55.22 says, Cast your burden on the Lord, and He shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. And then also listen to the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 26. He says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. 
Are you not of more value than they? The answer to this last rhetorical question is, of course we are. And now as we begin to wrap up, notice the last part of the answer. It says this, that whatever evil he sends upon me in this valley of tears, he will turn to my good. God is not the author of evil, but he does allow certain things that seem to us that are evil to happen in our lives for our own good, for our own sanctification. And the hope that we have, though, is that he uses all things for our good. This idea is biblical, and it comes out of Romans 8.28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So today, folks, we can rest assured that God is taking care of us. And here I end with another reminder from the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 7, verses 9 through 11. It says, Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, he will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? Jesus is alluding here to the care of God, to the care of God the Father upon the life of the believer, for he is a good God. He is a good Father. He is in heaven, but he's also very much acquainted with our needs here on earth. What is our role? Well, folks, to simply trust him. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Preacher's Devo podcast. I am your host, Daniel Messina. And until our next podcast, stay encouraged, encourage others, and keep growing in Christ. As a reminder, feel free to share this podcast with your friends and family for their own edification. See you at our next episode.